Tom Panos, Troy Malcolm, John McGrath. So John's just ducked out of the image. So Troy Troy gets second on the list. Today. I get second spot. <laughs> I'll Burton. take it, Tom. It's a win. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Don't be saying second spot. Mate. I haven't left. I've just Tom, turned you're my camera. Have to start again. No, it's, it's a little bit. It's a little bit like the same. So John's the Sam Kerr. She's she's out of the team. Troy's come in, he's had a blinder, and the coach is stuck now. What do I do? Do I have to? Do I bring John back in? I mean, Troy's played well. This is your chance, Troy. You I tell you, blinder for, for about 15 seconds. What are you talking about? <laughs> I tell you what, though, how impressive. I know, I know the, the media is jumped on now, but I remember three or four weeks ago we spoke about the Matildas and how excited we were, but how almost disappointed we were that they weren't getting the uh, exposure leading into the World Cup. But I tell you right now, every single person knows almost every single person's name on the Matildas team, especially Mackenzie Arnold, which was the goalkeeper that just, I think, in the last match just had a phenomenal, phenomenal night. Um, I didn't. They're just one of the best players. I think she got player player of the match, which was which was pretty amazing. But how exciting to see the Matildas! I agree with you, Troy. I've got to say, with it was an interesting decision after uh, she had so much pressure on her as goalkeeper, which of course in any penalty shootout, the main pressure is is on the goalkeeper because they're every single shot. Um, and then they gave her, I think it was the sixth or seventh shot to take as well. I thought that was interesting. I mean, she missed it, unfortunately, but she was still the hero of the game. But I thought, man, that's, uh, that's a real tough one. That's a real tough one. And, and especially to bounce back, like missing that goal and then 30 seconds later to go and then save the next goal. I think she saved it. It was amazing mindset, um, very strong mental um, and, you know, sports mind there. So I was super impressed. But the whole team, uh, I'm, I'm a massive fan. Very proud to be Aussie. I've got a I've got a guy, Steve Georgiakis, Professor Steve Georgiakis, lives two doors down from me. He's a professor at Sydney University. He's, all, he's often quoted talking about uh, sports um, and he teaches people sports science administration. He said to me, he said, one thing you'll notice in my time, he played for the Socceroos as well. He said, one thing that Australians have when they put on the national jersey, spirit of Aussie players be, exceeds spirits of other countries. It's it's a spirited country that, you know, throws every... I mean, I know I'm generalising here, but that's a classic case. You know, France, I think they didn't know. They didn't win the Men's World Cup. They win the World Cup final against Argentina. But that's on Wednesday night, and I have a big dilemma. I have a 7.30pm flight from Melbourne... And uh, and I and I have a funny feeling it's a virgin uh, and vir no. virgin. They're fifty fifty with their Wi Fi. You know what I mean? It's like so. What? <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it, Tom. You can't. You, you can't miss that. Can't you get on a flight at six thirty? So I'm leaving Mornington Peninsula at uh, at at four p.m. and driving from Mornington Peninsula to Melbourne to me is a two hour drive. Yeah. Long drive, so that's at earliest at six o'clock, six thirty. Drop the hire car off. You don't all need to know what the diary is. It's not going to help <laughs> this and sell real estate. But what will is you can't see this, but I was showing John and Troy some slides uh, prior to us coming on, and we think that they're very good uh, talking points. And the first one was this slide that it's got a logo of McDonald's, it's got a logo of Apple, it's got a logo of Virgin, and then it's got a logo of you, Inc. You, Authenticity. 
And I want to, you know, the, the, the story is basically what what do the top 1% of real estate agents do in Australia? They've got the they've got the process of McDonald's. They've got the simplicity of Apple, which make it easy to do business with them. They've got high levels of energy, and they wrap that all up into this authentic, you're getting me, this is who I am. I'm not perfect, but you're getting an honest story from me. What are your views on those uh, four metaphors there? Well, I think they're hard to beat, aren't they? I mean, McDonald's is not everyone's favourite because I guess it's not the world's healthiest menu, but you can't argue no matter where you go into a McDonald's store, you're served quickly, efficiently, in a clean restaurant by someone with a smile. It tastes what you expect. Um, it costs about the same as you expect. And I do I do think that, you know, it's just a great metaphor that you need to systemise your business. And I use it, as you know, Troy, when we're talking to our team. I said, you know, you need a McDonald's type of system so you don't reinvent everything every day. I, I think it's a, it's a great metaphor. And, and Apple, interesting one, Troy, because I know you and I are passionate fans of Apple and their products. One of the great stories was when Steve Jobs, having been fired from his own company by the board and then begged to come back, some time later, the first thing he did was he canned or stopped 80% of the things they were working on. And he said, you know, my philosophy is I want to be world best at a handful of products. I don't want to have any. He looked at they were just trying to build all these different things. And then, you know, and they did it. And I remember again uh, reading of a, a situation where Tim Cook looked down to his trestle table and he said, you know, we believe in discipline, we believe in simplicity, words to the effect, and, um, you know, every product that we make would sit on this trestle table while he was delivering a um, one of their annual speeches. So I think there's a lot a lot to be said for those two. And, and in one way, Troy, McDonald's and uh, Apple are diametrically opposed. I mean, one's top shelf and, uh, you know, sort of, I guess the, the the creme de la creme, whereas McDonald's is is sort of you know for for all the people and and it doesn't try and be an expensive or luxurious product. Uh, it just is what it is. But they both have a really special offering, and I I like them, Tom, as two metaphors for agents. I think they're really good. The three reasons why I think I really like them, um, echoing your comments there, John, even though Apple and McDonald's are probably slightly different in their approach, one's a kind of almost luxury good these days with the Apple product and McDonald's, like you said, is achievable for all. Um, they are really customer focused. And so they know who their customer is. They know exactly what their customer is looking for and they deliver on that. So they're relevant and consistent as well in their approach. And I think the same applies to Virgin. So if you look at those three areas of what we talk about with agents, being customer focused, being relevant and being consistent in your market, each one of those brands, if you wrap that, as Tom said earlier, you wrap that with your own personal brand is really going to set you up for market dominance. Yeah. yeah, and I've got to say, I had a, a, another guy was showing me, trying to convince me on why I should move to a, a, a Samsung phone, and I said, I just don't get it, and then he started playing around with it, and I said to him, yeah, you're right, look, I didn't realise you can do that and you can do that, and there's so many things you can do, and I said, but I don't know what it is. I just think make Apple make it easy for you to do your stuff. I said, I agree with you. I don't think it's as comprehensive. I, I don't think it's as good. There are so many things that you've just showed me that I know I can't do on my phone. But you know what? It's just easy to do business with my phone. 
And um, and I think Apple make it very easy to actually spend money with them. If you actually just look at their whole model, and I think real estate agents that are very good make it easy to do business. From the listing presentation, they make it easy for someone to sort of jump on board. They make it easy for buyers. They give them information that they need up front. So, you know, I mean, there are, I mean, I, I hear of store, I hear of stories that sometimes. Um, you've got uh, clients that are finding it difficult to get a copy of a contract. And there are other agents who are actually giving people pest and building inspections and every bit of information. So um, I want to move on to another slide, distraction avoidance. And we're talking a little bit about that. And Warren Buffett says, your success in life will have more to do with what you say no to than more what you say yes to, your ability to actually say no to the stuff. And he went on, I was listening it uh, on a YouTube clip, he said that what's interesting is that it's that old 80-20 rule. He goes, you'll find that most of your results will be yielded by 20% of the stuff that you do. So it's very important that you are not avoiding doing that stuff and getting distractions. So Troy, uh, distraction avoidance, you train and coach so many of the business units at McGrath and are involved with the education there of the agents. And um, any tips on distraction avoidance for real estate agents? Yeah, Tom, it starts right from what you said earlier, process, process, process. You have a process and you follow that process with a disciplined approach you're going to set yourself up for success. Um, prospecting, list, negotiate, sell. The four key areas of any business and any successful business unit really start with the process of what you're trying to achieve. So if we break that down, it's making sure that what are the daily habits that are going to get you in momentum? Once you start to get in momentum, how do you avoid that distraction? Well, it goes back to keeping to the formula, making sure you're ticking the box, moving on to the next task, delivering every client with world-class service is going to, again, set you up for continued momentum. John? A couple couple of things, Tommy, little anecdotal things, most of them, but come to mind for me as as you're speaking about this. Um, Karen Terry, one of our, you know Karen very well, uh, Tom, and, and obviously Troy does, one of our great agents and one of the stars of Australia's future. She walks into the office, 8.30 a.m., hands her phone to reception, front office manager, and gives it to them to hang on to for the next two hours while she prospects. Now, that is just a simple but cool uh, example of she's serious about prospecting. She doesn't take it in and wait for it to ring and whatever. Now, she says, obviously, to the receptionist, if it's an urgent call, come and grab me or let me know about it. If not, please take a message. And um, I think so number one is, Troy, you know, just physically get rid of the things and the phone's the key one. Um, Another one I heard of ages ago, I don't recall where, it could have been advice or maybe someone was doing it, and they said turn off or delete your social media apps during work hours. So make it almost impossible because I would say that social media would be by far, other than just general phone calls and and dropping visits of, of your colleagues, by far the number one distraction. So Imagine if your Facebook, Instagram apps uh, and TikTok, you deleted them all or you removed them until the end of the day. And if you really wanted to look at them at six o'clock, you know, just reinstall them. I like the idea of that. The third one is, Troy, making appointments with activities. You know, we 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 say all the time, if you had an open for inspection at 11 o'clock today and I invited you for a coffee, you're not going to say no. 
because you've got an important activity locked into your diary that that you would never dream of uh, ignoring. And you should see things like prospecting uh, or daily vendor calls, whatever we're talking about, your big rocks or key activities. You should see those the same as an open for inspection uh, or an auction. So I would do that. The last one was, and I think you said something there, the slide's gone down, Tommy, but something about uh, environment. I mean, you need to create a, a productivity temple around you. So whatever, firstly, it's got to be you're removing distractions and, and stuff we've just spoken about, rubbish, tips, you know, piles of whatever. Um, secondly is have the things around you. I mean, you can't see it now, but I've got my board of directors. It's not my real board, but my imaginary board of directors of people just down to the right-hand side here. This is my home desk. I've got Dr. Fred Gross. I've got Ray Dalio. I've got Mark Cuban. I've got Tim Cook. I've got Bob Boland. I've got Tony uh, Robbins, etc. I've got about two, four, five, ten people there. And if I'm going into an important meeting or an important call, I'll often glance down and I'll just think, how would Steve Jobs handle this presentation? How would Dr. Fred handle this coaching session? And it, it actually goes to Madison, who I thought was great, Tom, at, um, at ARIC, Madison Sutton. She talked about that book, Alter Ego, and since then I've read the summary and I've, I've started to listen to some interviews with the author. It's a similar sort of thing. You know, he, he talks about you, need to, you have a number of superheroes within you. You need to bring out the right one at the right time. So, you know, what, what if you were, and, and I used it this morning, Troy, I was coaching the, the team at Strathfield, and, we, and I said, you know, name someone who's a superhero of yours. And they said, oh, Chris Voss, the negotiator. I said, great example. So imagine you went to the negotiation table tonight at 6 o'clock and you actually became Chris Voss for that meeting or that phone call. Um, and you you took on the persona, the confidence, the dialogue, the gravitas of Chris Voss. So, again, I, I love the idea of setting up a productivity temple that inspires. I mean, here, no one can see it, but I've got my beautiful two dogs. So when I'm working at home, they're down here next to me. They're a big part of my why. I've got my board of directors just off here to my right, um, and I've got everything else around me. So I love the idea of creating that temple of productivity and wrap it around you. John, the other one that's used quite a bit, Tom, is the just the do not disturb. So you spoke about handing the phone over. For those that don't have or want to have that luxury, you can put certain apps on do not disturb. And that always works in favour. I do that at every auction, but I make sure that there's a voice recording for coaching purposes, but also that I get to record and play back where I can improve those auctions. But Tom, turning off all those apps has been a great step forward just to not have any distractions during that time frame. Yeah, create, a, create an environment that sets you up for success. And uh, I can't remember who said it once. He's guy was talking to someone about. He goes, "Oh, I, I can't help it. I I, I just keep on binging cho on chocolate after eight thirty at night. I just can't. No matter what I do." And then the guy turned around and he said, "Had you thought about not having chocolate in the fridge, <laughs> right?" And then, and then he goes, oh, but I, I could still get in the car. He goes, yes, but that's an extra layer. you got to go outside. you got to get in the car. you got to drive. By the time you get to Coles or Woolies, you might rationalise and say, well, I won't have the chocolate. There's none in here, right? So, I, you know, what, what's that's that statement? You don't want to slip, don't hang around slippery spots, you know? That's right. right? You just the, gym, the gym is always better, Tom, when you turn up to the front door of the gym. 100%. 100%, 100%. So... 
Listen. I remember Tommy, yeah, that slippery spot is one of my favourite quotes. And, and we're at Albion Street, Surrey Hills, when I heard you first say that, and I've never forgotten it. It's one of the great ones. Just as we finish, one, one last one is, and this is a, a little bit left field, but think bigger. If you are playing for a bigger game, playing a bigger game for bigger rewards, thinking bigger, you actually don't have the time to mess around. If you're kind of just, you know, making enough money to make ends meet and you want to have the same year as you had last year, you can probably screw around and get away with it. If you're committed to 5Xing your business um, and, and you know, creating an amazing business for yourself, you actually don't have the time. So often I find when people get distracted, it's because they haven't reset their goals to a higher level. On that point, I'm flying back from Melbourne last week. There's a guy on the plane. I never talk to people. When I'm when I'm sitting on an aeroplane, I don't know why, whether I'm antisocial now or what it is, I put my headphones on and I generally don't speak to people on the plane. I just do my thing. But there's a guy, he's got a book, 10X, and I, and I couldn't help it, right? I couldn't help it. I'm watching him right there. And I take my earpads off. You know, I said, is it a good book? He said, he goes, oh, if you understand the principle, he goes, it's a brilliant book. I said, what's the principle? He goes, 10X. And I said to him, what does 10X mean to you? He says, it means everything to me. And I said, I'd love to know. I said, tell me more. I said, I work in business. I'm in real estate, you know, explain to him. And he said, it's very simple. He goes, when you want to go do 2X, he goes, what you're really thinking is, I'm going to do what I'm doing, but I'll just do more of it, more hours, more grind. He goes, the minute you start thinking about 10X, you realise that putting in extra hours is not going to get you to 10x. You know, hitting that wall hard is not going to get you 10x. He goes, 10x means that you've got to get rid of all the baggage and you've got to do new stuff. 10x, he goes, you've got to think really, really big. And when you said that point there, John, about thinking big, I just thought about that. And then I couldn't help it. I said to him, I'm going to take a photo of that book. You won't believe who wrote the book. It's those guys that the podcast, John, Dan Sullivan, and I forget what he's, uh, what's his uh, name, Troy? Oh, it, I think the podcast is called 10X, is it? Yeah, I think it is called 10X. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it is. Also, Grant Cardone has written a book which has got – it's either called 10X or it has 10X in the title, and he does a number of conferences called 10X. 10X. Uh, I, I, I love that. And, and I often say, Troy, as you know, to the team, you know, what I love about 10X is you're going to have to reinvent yourself with an extreme makeover because you ain't going to stumble across 10X. You're not going to have a lucky year and get 10x. That that means I need to go inside and develop an almost an entire new human being to fit the 10x possibility. So you know, I, I love that. That's that's a brilliant one. So I mean, there should be a few tips for our listeners there because you know to become the McDonald's of real estate and or the Apple, and I think it's both. And I don't think you need to choose. Well, am I going to be McDonald's downscale high volume? I think what we're talking about is just like individuals pick the great things out of certain corporations, you know, operational efficiency, customer intimacy, um, you know, and I know Virgin would be kind of more about customer intimacy. Uh, McDonald's is around operational efficiency. Uh, McDonald's is around innovation and so forth. And, and just, you know, develop them into your own business, even if you're a business of one person, just you. You know, you can still deliver systems the way McDonald's deliver burgers. Yeah, well said, and I think, and I think, John, 
you've said it before. Sometimes people turn around and say, oh, yeah, but I'm not system-oriented. I'm, you know, more freewheeling. It doesn't mean it's got to be permanent. And you might not, you might not end up becoming 10 out of 10 McDonald's, but if you're a five, you might end up becoming a seven or eight with just a couple of small hacks um, along the way. I mean, you don't need, you don't need 75 different processes. At the end of the day, we list. You know, we sell, we're looking for business. If you have seven or eight bullet points, and I can't get over the amount of real estate clients I've been working with who are telling me what they're doing now is they're videotaping in short videos, their processes, they're putting it up as private YouTube videos that no one can see or Vimeo except their team. And they're just saying, hey, don't come back and ask me 20 times what happens the minute we list the property. There's the video what happens, right? And they're using the same approach that um, agents train their VA workers overseas, uh, a set and, you know, set and forget video. So uh, it's not, you don't have to change your life to actually put in some systems and processes to put some repeatable, predictable behaviours in your business. Signing on. Go Matilda. Go, listen, go Matilda's uh, Wednesday night uh, against uh, our what is it? Our brother or sister, England, right? Um, and uh, and a big listen. I'm going to do a uh, I'm going to do a big shout out to uh, uh, you know Sanjay, don't you, from England, um, um, Troy and John. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, yeah. you, won't yeah. be, you won't believe it. Uh, I was going over there to do a, a a conference, but I chose not to go. My wife and my daughter went to Europe instead, and I I, I didn't go, and I stayed here. I was going to go do a conference for him, and then a week, and it, it never went ahead. I wasn't going to go. The conference never went ahead anyway. And then Sanjay told me the other day, and he's put it up online. He's got uh, diagnosed with a very bad brain tumor in his head. It's very large, and it's in a very bad spot. And to me, it's just a reminder, John. I don't have to remind you. You, you, uh, yeah. you, you spend a lot yeah. of time with people that uh, have worked in real estate. That have gone through cancer or going through cancer now, or any health issue, don't ever underestimate the power of what your life is when it's okay, right? As they say, when you've when you when when you've got no health problems, you seem to have five hundred problems in your life. When you've got a health problem, it appears you only have one problem in your life. So just you know, yeah. keep things focused. And good luck to everyone who's who is fighting a, a, a difficult time at the moment, we uh, we are mindful. We're aware that this happens, you know. Very aware. All right. Okay. Next, see you guys next week. See you guys next week. Signing off.